Welcome to Life Talks with Lauren. This podcast is all about having conversations around what's real for us and swapping shame and judgment for courage and connection. We'll cover topics like self-love, relationships, body image, mental health, and so much more. Think of it like getting together with one of your good friends and chatting about life. So grab your glass of wine, mug of tea, or your favorite drink, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Live Talks with Lauren. This week is going to be a fun episode because we're doing something a little bit different, but I mean, isn't everything on this podcast a little bit different because it's all new and we're just getting to know each other in this, um, I guess, phase of podcasting. But this is one that I have been talking to friends a lot lately. I have been a Sims enthusiast. Um, I have a tendency to get really interested in things like I dive deep into topics or things I'm learning about or new hobbies I've picked up and I find myself like unable to stop talking about them and or even just like products. I swear I've sold products to friends before. Like I'm such a good effortless salesperson when I'm not trying, but then when I am trying, I get like awkward and uh, I'm like so afraid of being pushy. But when I can just talk about the things that I'm passionate about, um, I just really thrive. This episode is not sponsored by The Sims Game. Like I said, I'm just a current Sims enthusiast. And so I wanted to talk about some of my newest experiences with playing The Sims. Okay, a little backstory on this. I actually grew up playing The Sims, and this was The Sims version when um, when you had to buy a disc. And we always, we had a Target down the street, so we would go down to the Target and buy The Sims games and the expansion packs. You had to buy everything separately, you know? And we had a family computer that we shared between the five of us. I don't think my mom ever went on the computer, to be honest, though. I think it was mainly, my dad was on it all the time. He had a ham radio in there, too. We had this, like, makeshift office that he built in our garage. It was, like, part of our garage, but he built it into an office. And so it was always cold in there, always had spiders. (laughs) There was, like, a black widow that lived there once. And, um... He would just sit there like in the corner in his web and like, I don't know. I I don't remember if my dad said like, don't mess with him and he won't mess with you or whatever. But I was like, okay, well, I guess you can live there and hang out with me while I play The Sims. But, you know, just don't attack me or anything and I think we'll be fine. Um, And so, you know, my Black Widow friend stayed around for a while and I don't think we had any issues. But anyway... Back to the um, playing The Sims and trying to share a computer with five, five people. Well, like I said, my mom didn't really play so far. I don't even know if my brother played. So maybe it was just me and my sister always fighting over The Sims and like AOL. This was in the age of dial-up internet. We'd be like... Uh, my favorite thing actually was when we first got a computer and AOL was like, you know, still the thing. And in the middle of the night, I would hear, and this is actually, I'm kind of backtracking in our house before the office in the garage. This was when the computer was in my parents' bedroom, which was right next to our bedroom. And in the middle of the night, I would hear, you've got mail. 
And like, I don't know why, but I thought it was the most comforting sound. I just loved hearing you've got mail. Um, and now I still love it. I still love getting mail, but I wish that we had announcements, but if I had announcement every freaking time I got an email, I would probably rip my hair out. So I guess it's a good thing that we don't get announcements anymore. Um, but anyway, yeah, this was the time of dial up internet where you'd be on the internet. You'd be like really deep into, I don't know, maybe catfishing somebody in an AOL chat room and just, you know, really into it. And then all of a sudden someone would pick up the phone and the internet would drop and, oh, that was the worst. But the nice thing about the Sims was that it didn't require internet access to play. So we could just download the, um, you know, the disk drive or whatever on the computer and just play. And so my, um, my sister and I, I, I I just remember fighting over my, over it with my sister a lot, but oh my gosh, I loved the Sims. And honestly, I think my, the type A tendency in my brain really especially loves the Sims because I loved the like organization of everything and just like everything is so structured and routine. You can have routines, but I don't think most people play that way. A lot of the reasons that I played was like to have control over the world and I don't put the autonomy option on my Sims. Like I control their every move. So I guess my controlling side gets her satisfaction out of that part of playing the Sims. But, um, anyway, I, and then I also, when I was growing up, like I didn't really take it as seriously. I did a lot of cheats on the Sims. I used a lot of the cheat codes. Um, I would kind of get bored after a while and like do funny things, like make them drown in the pool. You know how you can do those, those weird cheats or I don't know. I'm not really like that anymore. I think now I like to take it more seriously, which is how I came to these new revelations as I discovered it as an adult. But anyway, my thing with the Sims too is like, I always loved how you could get them to like make out and stuff. And so I would like make them kiss and do woohoo and stuff, but I'd always be paranoid that someone was going to walk in. So I'd be like snapping my head back and forth, looking around to make sure no one was going to catch me. That was like how it always was with Barbies growing up too. I would always like have them smacking together. <laughs> I was a perverted little girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, aren't we all? Um, but yeah, and then I always had my, I liked to have my Sims become lesbians um, because I just always thought that was so much more interesting. So yeah, that was my experience growing up with the Sims. And now I... I've thought about it since, like, I actually think about it pretty often. I'm not really a video game kind of person. And I've always said that I don't understand people who are. Like, my bonus son, Jalen, is, like, totally video game. Like, he wants to he wants to have a career in video game something uh, at one point in life, maybe, he's talked about. But he plays video games all the time, and I've always just, like, been on him about that. And, like, how could you do that? It's such a waste of time. And I'm starting to get it now because I feel like men's version of playing a video game is like the manifestation of what goes on in their heads, which is like the violence and craziness. I don't know if they're just, it's because they're built differently. But for me, the Sims is like the manifestation of what's always going on in my head of like, I want my world to look perfect and I want to be able to control everything. So 
Um, and then there's some chaos that happens. I'd say the two main things is, well, I wouldn't say this part is chaos, but because I don't plan on having my own children in real life, I like to have a bunch of babies in the Sims. And then second of all, um, I like, I, this is really bad, but I like to make my spouses like cheat on each other and stuff. But I think that's just out of boredom. And I wouldn't think too much into that if I were you, I'm not, you know, saying anything about that. But I think that, you know, you got to have a little bit of spiciness in life. It can't all be perfect all the time. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So a few weeks ago, starting in January of this year, 2022, we kind of went back into lockdown here in um, Japan with actually tighter restrictions than we've had since we moved here. And basically, like, we can't really leave the base except for essential activities, and we are not supposed to gather in groups larger than four and things like that. So I was like, well, I'm going to have a lot of time on my hands. I've been thinking about The Sims since I was, you know, for a while, and I had downloaded the app and played that for a little bit, but it's just not the same. And my old ass still thought that in order to play video games nowadays, you had to like buy the disc somewhere and install it and things. And so I was like, mm, you know, that's a lot of work to like order it online and things take forever to get here. <laughs> and then one day uh, Jason was playing his, uh, does he have a PlayStation? Yeah, he was playing his PlayStation. Does he have a PlayStation or Xbox? I think it's a PlayStation. Cause he's always talking about this PlayStation 5. Anyway, um, he's playing his PlayStation and like looking through games and stuff. And I was like, wait, and I saw the Sims and I was like, wait, you can just download the game. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so, well, maybe you can do both, especially if you have a PlayStation, but on computers, I think it's like strictly downloading. So I was like, okay, I'll look into the Sims. If it's like a reasonable price, I'll I'll pay it. But I'm definitely not paying the $40 that I paid originally when I was younger or that I guess my parents paid or whoever I asked for it for Christmas from. Maybe me and my sister went halfsies. Anyway, um, wow, this is a scatterbrain episode. <laughs> but I guess you're getting a lot of backstory of random parts of what go goes on in my head. Um, anyway, what was I saying? I, oh yeah. So I was like, okay, let me just check out the price. So I go online, look it up and it's actually on sale for a lot of percentage off. And so I got it for $6. I was like, I can't argue that. And so I started playing and oh my gosh, it was just more than I had dreamt of, like more than I imagined for myself. And as I started playing, I was like, okay, I think I can understand why people are into video games especially because I think there are some lessons that can be learned, which brings me into the meat of this episode, which is talking about some of the life lessons that I've learned from playing The Sims. And again, I didn't pick these up when I was younger. I think maybe because I was just, I don't know, like I just didn't get it then. But playing it as an adult now, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's some really good lessons in this game. So I wanted to share those. And the first lesson is that if you don't take care of your basic needs, you're not going to do anything else well. So let me say that another way that makes more sense. You have to take care of your basic needs before you can do anything well. So the Sims have 
Okay, this is the other thing, actually, because growing up, they it, they were a little bit more complicated, and you almost did need cheats in order to make the game fun because it was hard to even take care of the basic needs of The Sims. Now they've narrowed it down to, I believe, six basic needs, and you have to have those needs met pretty much at all times in order for your Sims to be able to branch off and do things like get good at a hobby or skill they're interested in or level up in their career or have satisfying relationships or even just feel good enough to get through the day with like gusto and energy. And I am totally not going to, I have a feeling I'm going to try and name off all the basic needs, but I know one of them is like bladder, like making sure that you're going to the bathroom when you need to. One of them is definitely hunger you know, not letting yourself get too hungry, sleep and rest, like being well rested is a big one. Um, and then there's, what's it? What did I name off? I know social is another big one, which is surprising because that the fact that they're, you know, saying that social is a need and then fun is another need. And I feel like I'm missing one. And if you play The Sims, you're probably thinking of it right now. But should I pause the episode and look it up or should I just let it go? I think I'm just going to let it go because the point that I'm making here is that you need to have these needs met before you can do anything else well. And that's the same in life. Like we... I don't know if you've ever heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs in psychology, but you know, there's that like pyramid of what needs to be are what needs are your most basic and then what you can do beyond that just based on, you know, where I guess how you're feeling and if these needs are met and you can't really move up the pyramid if your basic needs aren't met. And so I take really good care of my Sims because I want them to thrive and I want them to have the house that they desire and the relationships and you know things like that so again I don't want to get ahead of myself because I have one two three four five six seven more ones to to tackle so the next one is how to monitor your needs on a scale especially when it comes to hunger so again the needs that I talked about which you know the bladder hunger blah 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 are on a scale so it's not that immediately you get hungry and you have to eat. It slowly builds up over time. So I'm going to use the example of hunger because I've actually, whenever, um, when it comes to intuitive eating and like learning how to eat intuitively, there's a really helpful tool called a hunger and fullness scale. And so it's really fun seeing that, um, I guess, depicted on the Sims game where it's like, you know, their level of hunger, it starts out pretty low and, you know, they'll be fine. Uh, It's like green, but maybe a little bit, they're starting to get hungry. When it gets into the yellow, that means that they need, they definitely need to eat. And that's the time to, for them to go to the kitchen and make sure that they eat. Because if they go beyond that into the orange, that's when they start to get hangry and they start to get irritated and kind of like wave at the camera. Again, if you've ever played The Sims, then you've seen the way that they're like, wow, ha, ha, and wave at the camera all irritated. And if they get to the red, that's where it starts to get 
like dangerous and where they start to just kind of break down. And if you allow all the needs to get into the reds, like your Sims can literally die from that. So I just think it's so interesting because that really is how our hunger works. Like our body starts to signal us that we're hungry. It's a very gentle kind of hunger. And then it gets more and more intense until we can't handle it anymore. And the other thing about the Sims is even if you don't allow them to control themselves, if they don't have autonomy, when they get into the reds with their needs, they like the autonomy takes over, if that makes any sense. So basically, like if I don't have my Sims go to the bathroom before they reach red, they will just go to the bathroom. And sometimes if they don't get to a bathroom, they can pee their pants. And so that's kind of, again, how it is with hunger. Like if we don't take care of those needs ourselves, then our body is going to take over. And that's when we experience behaviors like binging or, um, you know, starts to get dangerous from there. So that's the second one. Um, the third one, the third thing I've learned is that your relationships will suffer if you don't make space for them. And it's, it's so funny how just playing the Sims for a few weeks has taught me really important things about relationships and friendships and how they develop. And with the Sims, they're very sensitive to at first when you're meeting somebody, you know, you use like a polite greeting and you start to like get to know them and, you know, dip your toes into what that is before you can build up to things like deeper conversation. And even if you're trying to develop a romantic relationship, like you have to start flirting and feeling the other person out before you can go deeper. And as you're building relationships with people, you get this like plus sign of like, you know, if it's romantic, it's like a pink plus sign. And if it's, if it's just friendship, it's like green. And so through your conversations and interactions over time, you build up more of a relationship and there's a bar that shows your level of relationships with people. And if you try to go too quickly, then you get into the negative so something you'll like say something like say you try to kiss them before you've even flirted then they'll push you away and then you'll get like a, a red and you can go into the negatives or lose some of the progress that you've made in those relationships and i just find that so interesting because as i'm here in a new home making friends for the first time in a while making new friends I'm realizing that you can't just dive into the deep stuff, like you have to build up to it. And that's something that I've struggled with is like, oh, I just wanna be on that level that I am with other friends back home. But I've learned that like, you have to have these basic interactions, this small talk. I always say I'm like scared of small talk, but you need small talk in order to build up a stronger relationship. And it also means that like, if you're not maintaining these relationships that you have through interactions, then you're going to start slowly like losing some of the progress that you've made. And so your relationships are only as strong as the effort that you put into them. And I don't know why, I don't know what it is about, like, these are things I guess I kind of always have known, but they just have clicked differently through seeing them played out in a simulation like this oh my gosh is the sims called the sims because it's a simulation <laughs> i'm not high right now i promise it's not even allowed here but 
sometimes I have these revelations. I could be totally wrong, but oh my gosh, that makes me feel really silly. <laughs> Let me know if that's true, if you know that. Um, I don't know. Anyway, uh, what was the other one? Okay, so the next thing I've learned is that everyone has a different desire or drive, like or value or something that like we're innately born with. And if you don't do the things that make you happy as an individual, you'll end up depressed. So for example, Sims will have traits like artistic and they like to have, or musical, they like to have music around. And if you don't have music around, if you don't like choose a career where they're doing you know, they have to be involved with music somehow. Actually, it doesn't always have to be their career, but if that is one of their traits that they're musical, they're going to be most happy when they have music playing around the house, when they play an instrument, when um, they just, yeah, get opportunities to be around music. Another example is like an artistic trait. They need to be doing something related to art. Again, it's a bonus if it's a career for them because then you don't have to maintain it as much and it's just something they do every day. But um, but yeah, they have to be doing that stuff or else they end up depressed. And that's so true with all of us. And that's even helped me like understand certain things about Jason since I started playing again is I even said to him today, I'm like, he was talking about how he loves being around kids because with adults, you can't really be as playful. And one of the traits of the Sims is playful. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're a playful Sim, Jason. Like playful Sims have to do playful things and have fun. And that just helped me understand him on such a different level. Like me, if I were a Sim, I would say that I am artistic, definitely musical, um, social. And again, if you're a social sim and your social needs aren't being met, then you can get depressed. Um, those are the ones I can think of right now, but I wonder as you're listening, like what, what would you say if you were a sim, what would your traits be? Let me know. I'm on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick if you're not already following me there, but I would be curious to know, especially if like you're someone that I talk to on a regular basis or you're one of my friends or family members. I think just knowing kind of your traits and what's important to you would help me understand you better. So the other one is, let's see, the next one is having fun and being social are considered basic needs. Like I said at the start of this episode when I was talking about the basic needs that we have or that they have, social and fun are considered basic needs. And I think that those are some of the things that we put off and think that we can get away with, you know, like, oh, I don't have to be social. It's more important for me to focus on my career or these other things, or I don't really have to have fun because it's not a basic need. But according to The Sims, it is. And according to studies on health and I guess really vitality, I have heard things that things that say that being social is one of the most important things for your health, having good connections, and that fun and playfulness is really important. And that's something that we release when we become adults because we think it's like frivolous or selfish to have fun. But I love that The Sims displays that, you know, it is actually really important that we take the time to have fun and to be social. 
Um, the next one is that you'll really suck at something when you first start, but you'll improve when you take the time to practice and build your skill. And I love seeing this play out in The Sims. So a really good example of this is watching them play an instrument to start, like say guitar or violin or the piano. And I'm thinking of one of my Sims right now is a boy in elementary school and he's learning to play the violin. And right now it sounds really scratchy and just like, oh, like it hurts your ears even to listen to it. But as you keep having them practice, they build their skill. And the other thing that really helps is all the visuals of all the bars that they show for, like I said, relationships or needs. And when you're building a skill, they'll show, they'll give you a bar of how much progress you're making. So it's like a little green bar and it shows you how much you have to go until you reach the next level. And as I'm seeing that bar raise and the levels raise, I'm actually seeing the progress that they're making in front of my eyes. So even one of my girl Sims, um, my woman Sims, who's like, she's actually a senior by now, but she, her career is in music. And, you know, I started her obviously with at level one when she played piano and she was really terrible. And now she's at the highest level of playing piano and she can do so much on the piano. And that came from me having her, first of all, take really good care of her basic needs and then sitting her down at the piano and having her practice over and over and over again until she got really good at it and then she was able to move to the top of her career and you know it was really cool i know this is like really basic stuff and it can seem really simplified but i think so often we overcomplicate these simple things so it's nice to just go back to the basics and see that like that reminder of hey like everybody is really terrible when they first start out and being able to see the progress and especially the way that it plays out so quickly on The Sims, since minutes are showed as seconds, like things just progress really quickly and it helps because in life, things progress really slowly. So it's like you have a different perspective when you're playing this game. Um, the other thing, okay, the next one is that you'll perform better at work if you're a well-rounded individual. And I found that really interesting that, you know, your performance at work ha increases for a few reasons, but one of the reasons is if your Sims come to work feeling good. And if you, if you basically, if you take them to work and they don't feel well, say they're tired or grumpy or whatever, their performance isn't going to increase and they're not going to get a good evaluation and be able to get a raise or a promotion or anything like that. If, if they're going to work like every single day feeling crappy or tired or grumpy or whatever. And so it shows that, you know, our career isn't everything. What we're doing outside of work matters too. And the way that we're taking care of ourselves matters. And so if you're taking care of yourself at home in all the other important ways, then your performance at work is going to benefit from that. And the last thing is that you can cheat, but it's not as rewarding. And again, this is just kind of a fun one because as I said earlier, I used the cheat codes growing up. And I think part of that was because the game was really hard. And so I thought it was still that way. So with my first family, when I downloaded the game 
currently, I used a lot of cheats, gave them like over a million dollars to start and just kept just kept like filling their needs up anytime they would start to go down. And with my current girl who um, I actually decided to start her with no cheats and my goal was to just have her move her way up the ranks with no cheats. And so she started out in like a really small one bedroom house by herself and it was like really dinky and she could barely afford anything. She had to like fix her own stuff if it broke and yada yada. And I just had her really focusing on herself and like practicing her hobbies and skills and working through the working up the ranks at work and then you know she met a man and she fell in love with him and they got married and they moved into this nice four bedroom house. He actually ended up cheating on her, so she left him and lived alone for a while, but was able to, after that divorce, move into her own house, which was a nice two-story house. Then she met a new man and they got married and had their first kid together and he, she inspired him to do really well at work. So they were working together to then, you know, really move their way up. And now they have three kids and their dream home and she's at the top of her career. He's at the top of his career. And again, like very simplified, but I feel like my brain just loves this. And even though, you know, maybe that's not how simple life is and how things would turn out in real life, I think that there's still lessons to be learned here and inspiration to be found that we can, you know, take into our everyday lives. And so, yeah, I could use cheats and I always have, but I feel like the most rewarding time that I've ever played this game is in this current situation where I had them move up the ranks and, you know, she's now in her dream home and it's like, she didn't use any cheats at all. I'm very proud of her. <laughs> so those, those are my life lessons that I've learned from playing the Sims. I hope you've enjoyed this fun, silly little episode and maybe gotten some interesting perspectives or takeaways from it. Again, if you have learned anything from this or you, you know, have found anything that you're going to take into your life, let me know. I'm on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. I would love to hear from you. I always love to hear from you guys. Um, and that's all that I have for you this week. I will chat with you again next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'd love for you to share it with a friend or leave a five-star review wherever you listen. Have an idea you want to pitch or just feel like chatting with me about the episode? Come find me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. Can't wait to hear from you.